It's the last episode of the year, and you know what that means. It's the 2023 Mori Awards. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd the only podcast where we wrap up our favorite things that happened this year we've done it for years the mori awards here we are and i need the statuette to my engraved plaque miles how are you i'm doing great this has been a honestly as far as like nerd stuff goes a pretty wild year there's been some really good stuff there's been i feel like it's been kind of a roller coaster ride there's stuff that i thought would be excellent that wasn't and there have been a lot of a lot of surprises this year to be perfectly honest <laughs> and just a lot of stuff like we've talked previously and we've talked on discord often about how for video games in particular this is a pretty banner year for for gaming um but I then mean, I, certainly a lot of triple h stuff was released um I, th- I think partly it is like, you know, this was this was the expected date, uh, the expected year after COVID kind of, you know, took away two years. Like a lot of stuff was going to kind of pop out. Yeah. At some point. Uh, but but I, I got to be honest, for movies and TV series, it it has been something very similar. There have been a lot of really good stuff, so much so that I know I have forgotten some things. Miles, based on what we talked earlier today, have you? I am remembered angry. <laughs> no, there there was something in particular that I was like, I remember telling people I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. And this is one of my favorite things of the year. And I don't even know if it's being discussed tonight. Like I, I said this last year, I, I, I want to say that I wanted to do a better job of keeping track of things, especially in the first six months of the year, which is where I'm most prone to forget something. Um, and like I'm better keeping track of like music and stuff because I, I I have Spotify that helps me keep track of stuff. I keep track of my movies and Letterbox. They are getting I think a TV option soon, so maybe that will help me because I feel like it was a TV show. Um, but like I I know there was one thing that it will not be talked about that was like probably one of my favorite things this year, and I just don't remember. What and it drives me insane well well, let's see if because we have not consulted each other's lists so no uh, although i don't i will say i have chosen some things with the exception of one i I took your taste into consideration and actively didn't choose certain franchises because i figured they would be brought up tonight (laughs) well that makes sense with the exception of one thing with the exception of one thing so let's actually go through and since we since you think it's a tv series Maybe there's something that I will say in my list that uh, will will trigger. Yeah, yeah. Let's, trigger. let's start trading off some uh, TV so, stuff. So let's let's give out the first Mori of the night. This is the obvious dad joke award goes to HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, what a good show. I'm honestly surprised you brought this one up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, well, I tried to get you to play this game for years. And I did. Uh, I, 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 I know. I know you did play it. Um, but it took some doing because I, I know that there is some there's some stuff 
uh, you know, since becoming a father, that that hits harder for you. Uh, That that first part of that game is rough. That's definitely true. And it's also that there's certain games that I just can't play around my kids. And that's one of them. It's also why I haven't that. It's also why I haven't finished The Last of Us Part Two, which uh, is getting a PS5 update in the early part of next year for 10 bucks. So I will probably finally get to it at that point. Um, I, I, I mean, I like the game itself. I know there's been some uh, critical stuff about its political meaning, which I, 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 I guess I was too dumb to get um, uh, when it came out. But mm-hmm. it's a very dark, dark game. Yeah, I, I've, um, I've, so I've gotten to one of the early dark moments in that one. But yeah, The Last of Us TV show is one of those is one of those things that it is if it hews very closely to the source material in certain facets and then gives you something you uh, never thought you uh, could possibly like, how could this has not been the story the entire time for the changes that it makes. And uh, it is, it's great. I'm excited to see some golden globe nominations for it. I would not be surprised to see some Emmy nominations for this particular one. Yeah, I, I was stoked when they announced Bella Ramsey as Ellie because I loved her in Game of Thrones. Like she was like the the shining light of season eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so her her portrayal of Ellie is excellent. I, I think she was she was great. And obviously, uh, Pedro Pascal. Fantastic job as Joel. Um, he's very good at escorting uh, children across <laughs> long I mean, distances. That has become the, the meme, <laughs> but yeah, no, this was a, this is a great adaptation, a great show. Um, HBO did a bang up job, uh, so I, I absolutely cannot disagree. Uh, and and speaking of uh, I guess bang up jobs, I have to to award this um, this next Maury. Uh, to Ahsoka, I I am giving the uh the season five award <laughs> because <laughs> it, it is a live action season five of Star Wars Rebels, which is a show that I know I loved. Drew, did you watch Rebels? Uh, yeah, dude. We did. We covered it on the show. I I can't remember if you watched all of it. We or not. talked. We talked about it week to week on every episode. Okay, for years. Maybe, maybe. I was making sure because I have I have several Star Wars friends who do, who don't, and sometimes I mix up you and like one of my best friends who watches certain things and doesn't watch other things. Um, so I loved Rosario Dawson as the live action Ahsoka in The Mandalorian. I thought she did a great job in that one episode, and I was curious to see where they were going to go. I honestly did not expect at the time that Dave Filoni was going to be responsible for all of it and was basically going to be like, I am taking your money and uh, I am renewing my own show and making a live action version because it is essentially Rebel Season 5. We don't see Zeb in this particular show. And there's, you know, a couple of characters we haven't seen yet, but this is some of my favorite Star Wars. Yeah. Like, period the only period the only thing that i disliked about ahsoka is that it ends at the most interesting moment in the story <laughs> i mean that, that absolutely and unfortunately ray stevenson passed after filming this so we were not gonna get a follow-up on 
one of the most interesting non-light side characters I think we've ever well, had. We don't know that we're not going to get a follow-up. They have not yeah, announced we, we, what we, they're going to do. We don't do. know that we're not going to get him. They could recast him, but I, I think, honestly, and I'm a fan of Ray Stevenson as an actor. This is one of his best performances. It's so compelling. He is so good in this role. He, and it's what's, what is especially sad right now is, you know, we we spent the greater part of this year in both a writer's and actor strike, so all these performers couldn't promote the show. And part of the promotion today is, you know, posting stuff on social media, behind the scenes stuff and stuff like that. And since the strike ended, there has just been a flood of gold. There's been a flood of TikTok videos of that feature him just being a cool dude, hanging out with everybody on set and goofing around. And it's like, I am sad. Ugh. The the absolute goofy videos between um, Natasha Brizzo and Ivana uh, Sakno are great. Um, uh, Shin Hati and Sabine Wren. And like, it almost feels like it's their version of like office chair races. Like so, they're just like goofing around in like go-karts and stuff. And it's, it's not just any go-kart, a go-kart that looks like the, uh, the land speeder from the, speeder, from a new yeah. home. No, it's, it's, it's wonderful. But I think, what was so interesting about this show, I mean, not only giving us like Rebel Season 5, but I think it gave us a more interesting perspective on Dark Force wielders because we fr- we finally had a, someone who was more like a Qui-Gon, who was more philosophical, more interested in other things than just taking over. And I think that he's one of the most just fascinating characters on that side of the Force that we've ever seen. 100% agree. I I would love to see that character explored at least in a novel if they're not going to if they're going to like, you know, oh, we're not going to recast him to, you know, pay tribute to Ray Stevenson, which I I would understand. I, I would love to see that character followed up because I think that it is a tremendous like just tre- I guess a tremendous movement in Star Wars. Like, I think that like we're breaking the mold of what we have known in a very interesting way that really explores the things that we think we have known. And I love that about, about that show. Um, they gave us, uh, as we're growing up to be like a Jesus daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sabine is, is great. I love the idea of like officially saying that, no, this is more of what the force is. And there's so many things that this does, I think for star Wars in very subtle ways that makes it, I'm hoping a watershed movement in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's, let's keep going. Um, here's one that uh, kind of came and went. Um, it's the, well, there's that one skit award goes to history of the world. Part two. Uh, I didn't see this. I, I was, I was kind of worried about it. <laughs> so we are, and in, in my house, we are a Mel Brooks house. We love Mel Brooks. We are too. I love my, Mel Brooks. my, my wife is a huge, huge Mel Brooks fan. And I have always loved Mel Brooks, but I, my love of Mel Brooks pales in comparison to hers. Um, and when history of the world part two was announced as a series for Hulu of all places, uh, of course we had to check it out. Now they can't all be winners. Miles. They can't all be winners. Look, you're, here's the thing. You're talking to someone who really loves Dracula Dead and loving it. So, <laughs> but what I will add on to that is that there is a particular, a particular story told in Curb Your Enthusiasm style 
which is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Okay, okay. Um, I I will definitely check it out over this holiday then. uh, So, yes, uh, History of the World Part 2. Hopefully they'll make more. Uh, Mel, we love you. You're (laughs) close to 100. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Um... All right. So I'm going to I'm going to skew a little different because we don't have uh, this is still TV. It is technically not something we we have ever covered for the podcast. And I. Drew has kind of challenged me to do something similar uh, in terms of like coming up with a challenge that would work, a theme that would work for the show. And I've, I have yet to f- quite figure out how to do it. Um, but I am giving the squared circle award to a specific match in wrestling this year, <laughs> um, which is Hangman Adam Page versus uh, Swerve Strickland in the Texas death match for the full gear pay-per-view of AEW. Um, anyone who's listened to the show may know that I'm, I'm a bit of a wrestling fan and I'm a big AEW fan. And this match is my match of the year, probably the best Texas death match I've ever seen. And it's one that like, all right, so, uh, my fiance is a huge fan of the more which is so funny for her, the more violent, you know, loves the barbed wire, all that stuff. This <laughs> match made her kind of withdraw a little bit like, oh, this is this is actually violent because because a lot of times when they pull out these things, it's almost for a cartoonish effect. It's fun. You see a little bit of blood. It's over. This match felt real because there was a good story behind it they had this whole like great storyline of like oh this one guy had broken into his opponent's house and put one of his like t-shirts on his sleeping newborn baby and like all these things to like make this rivalry very heated and there is literally a sequence where um one guy cuts the other one with barbed wire and he grabs his head and drinks his blood. Like, it's freaking wild. But that said, it is one of the best storytelling matches I've seen all year. It is one of the most best technical matches I've seen all year. I think it's one that, yes, it's very it's a very violent match, but I think it's one that, like, if you showed someone, they're like, oh, okay, this is cool, because everyone who doesn't watch wrestling is like, oh, haha, wrestling's fake. But my contention is if you show someone a really cool wrestling match, you will make a wrestling fan. And <laughs> I, I have been wanting to like, see how I could devise a challenge or a theme that we could do wrestling at some point without doing like documentaries or getting into really sad sack stuff, because unfortunately this business is very depressing <laughs> um, as, as much as it is enlightening. But like this, this match was one of the coolest things I had seen all year. And I really wanted to highlight it. Um, because it's it's insane it's i mean it's like 35 minutes long and these guys like i mean you kind of doubt that they can actually go through with this for very much longer <laughs> um and i, I know you don't have no response to that because i know you don't watch wrestling drew but i i, I wanted to give like a, a shout out to one of my favorite matches of the year um and uh i Look, if someone has an idea of how to make a wrestling challenge work, because the problem with wrestling is that, like, I am not going to make Drew watch a four-hour pay-per-view to be like, hey, you should do this. At the same time, like, if you don't watch at least several matches or some matches and some promos, that would probably equal out two hours. You're not really getting the full effect. So I 
I'm trying to figure out a good way to to do something wrestling related for this show, but it's uh, I could bring in a, uh, actually a friend of mine that might help out. Um, we'll but see. Drew, what, what you got next? Uh, what what I got next is uh, the uh, bet you didn't see that coming award uh, goes to Silo Silo on Apple TV Plus. Uh, the the first season adapted about uh, from about the first half of the first book in the book. wool series uh, by Hugh and, Howie. And your wife has told me to read that book so many times. I need I need to get to that series. Yeah. So she has read the first book twice. And um, the second book serves as kind of a prequel uh, to the whole thing. And, uh, you know, that was in 2020 when she she started reading it late 2019. When 2020 rolled around, she stopped reading it, if you understand my meaning there. Uh, but she's in, uh, picked up and finished that. I don't know if she's finished the third book or not, but the 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 silo. I have read the original wool short story that served as kind of the the first art, the first couple of chapters of the first book. And let me tell you, this is a world realized it that like when I see the silo in my head reading the book, they have captured it perfectly uh, on, awesome. on the screen. Um, it is so interesting and and weird. And it, it's it's really something. It's one of those things that I, I don't want to say too much about because a lot of the stuff about it is like stuff you want to discover through the course of the show. Yeah, there's a mystery involved and that sort of thing. But uh so I'm not going to say too much about that, which is going to be true of a couple of other things that I have on my list. But uh, but yeah, that is that is uh, I can't wait for season two of that one. There's been a lot of good sci fi this year. I mean, from from and I've heard great things about this. I heard pretty good things about the foundation. Um, there was uh, Scavenger's Rain. Like there's been a lot of like really great science fiction this year oh, i'm sorry and scavengers rain you mean the winner of the how is no one talking about this award there we go uh, um so i haven't finished the season yet i'm about four <laughs> seasons four episodes in but this this show is just it's it's like watching or, or reading an uh, issue of heavy metal yeah scavengers rain is a 12 episode animated sci-fi series 12 it's only uh 12 episodes wow. yeah I thought there was only six. So no, it's twelve. It's it. It's, um, it is some one of the most engaging, compelling things that I have watched in a very long time, and this is especially interesting for how little dialogue there is in the show at points. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, the, so the show is all about uh, in the opening moments, you see uh, uh, a ship called the Demeter uh, have something happen to it. And then you kind of flash forward to these different pockets of survivors of this spaceship crash uh, as they are all trying to head towards this one point. Um, and you know the the difference between the survivor the survivor groups on this super weird planet with all these really interesting des interestingly designed alien creatures and this whole like this whole super well thought out like like if you saw one creature and you saw a different creature in two different parts of the planet, you could see how they maybe had a similar ancestor in the past and evolved differently. Mm -hmm. Like there's that kind of stuff all, 
all while telling this just no. just really, really interesting story. It's one of the, the most interestingly realized alien worlds I've ever seen in any medium. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't even being, being joking or disparaging when I say it, it feels like a story from Heavy Metal magazine. Like it, it feels like someone took like ideas from Heavy Metal and got it right. Like it's it's bizarre. It's surreal. It challenges what you think you know about things. The animation, and I will say, as far as the people animation style, I was a little not off put, but I was like, I was questioning it at first. I was like, okay, this is, may not be my style, but it fits so well with the entire scope of what they're doing. It's very colorful. It's got it's got that uh, almost pastel like there was. I can't remember the artist's name that was doing flash covers back when Jeff Johns was doing it, but there was a different style of comic book art that was coming out in the uh mid-2000s that was kind of getting some prevalence and and this just fits right in with that and i i agree i think i think this is excellent it's certainly a bid for like hey get your hbo max for for, for this because it's it's that good and i really need people to watch it so that they can get a season two because it's oh man it's so so good i i can't like I, I got on the subreddit for this. Like it's one of those things where if you go, I, we've rewatched portions of it. Like we started the first episode five minutes after we ended the last episode, just because oh, wow. we needed to see the opening of the show again, because there's little things that are just little details that you don't notice the first time around. It's just, it's so good. Scavengers rain. It's on, it, it's on max. Um, it's on, max the platform formerly hbo max it's not a good name um it's not but it, but it is a good service <laughs> <laughs> can be uh so i i'm gonna uh in terms of surprises i'm gonna switch to the jolly roger award and giving that to netflix's adaptation of one piece this and this may have been one of the things i was talking about this is a sh uh, certainly a, a live action show that i wasn't asking for didn't think was going to work at all and on a whim, we we pressed play and were absolutely captivated by how good the show is. <laughs> like, and 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 it's so good in the in the way that like when you hear live action anime slash manga adaptation, it it feels like a live action anime or manga. Like it it gets that style down. The main actor who plays uh, Luffy is perfect for the role um it's have you watched one piece yet i have not i the, the only one piece i have ever seen was back when they tried to bring it to america the first time and had that terrible opening sequence opening uh like oh gosh rap uh rap opening do you yeah. remember this yeah it was bad yeah. i have not made time for one piece just because uh well the anime because there's like 1200 oh, episodes no, no, no. like I, uh, I i will say this i i have now put on my like amazon wish list of like the collections of the manga because i got super into this show i loved it um it it's it's colorful it is a live action cartoon in the best way it's from what i've seen and and getting gauging from reactions from fans it like really actually nails the source material and there is just something about it that just absolutely lands like this is as successful an adaptation to me 
in just in terms of like, oh, it nailed the source material as last year's Sandman, which was an incredible adaptation. Um, I mean, I still like Sandman more because of what it is and what it does. But yeah, this 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 blew me away. I was I was kind of ex- like expecting to watch one episode and be like, yeah, that's terrible, and never watch another episode. And this became a global thing. But this show is a popular show. Uh, well, well, to keep on the pirate theme, I'll go ahead and say the this is still about pirates, right? Award goes to Our Flag Means Death season two, uh, which was still need to watch it, which is really, really great. Um, go watch it. It's fantastic. I'm just I'm looking at the clock and realizing we've got a lot more awards to get through. Um, well, then I, I mean, do you have more to say? Uh, well, I will say uh, I've got two awards that need to be given out because they they need to be given out but i'll let you well, do one i'll let you do one yeah because I I, I I i if i if i'm wrong i'm gonna be very upset but i feel like my next award is going to be hand in hand with your other two awards probably so all right so i'm gonna give the next generation award to picard season three that was this, that was this year oh my gosh that was this year <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was uh, Picard season three. Like I personally loved the other two seasons of Picard. I understand that there was a lot of critical back and forth about it. Yes, there was season three is excellent. It's excellent science fiction. See, it's excellent Star Trek season three is what everybody wanted Picard to be, even though they told Gosh. us even though. Well, no, even though they told us over and over again that Picard is not a next generation season eight. It's not that. It's not all the next generation cast but coming Picard back. Season three is, <laughs> but Picard season three is that, and it's fantastic, and I love it. There is a moment when they walk onto the bridge of the D that I was sobbing that entire like ten minute stretch. Just um, tear, tears, tears of it's absolute not, joy when that happens. It's good not Lord. just member berries. This is an excellent season. It's a good show. You see great character stuff. They give Gates McFadden a lot of good stuff to do finally um, finally she gets stuff to do yeah exactly um the and, character and, who plays jack is, or the actor who plays jack is fantastic like i really i hate the title but i really want them to do star trek legacy because i, I want to see that next they, they have they have set up a fun sequel that i would really like to see them do but things are weird at paramount right now so who right. knows and, and what you don't, can count the on. great thing about that stuff is you can, it can always live in the theater of your mind like i think the show ends perfectly i've i've loved the entire ride of picard but this this finish was so strong and had some great great trek episodes it gave both jonathan frakes and patrick stewart a lot of scenes to chew on i it, it it gave you so much, and I am so so happy with it. And I I, I am just assuming this goes into your other two awards. Yeah. So the next award yeah. is uh, second verse better than the first. Thank God the strike is over, so they can get back to work. Award goes to Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Uh, Strange New Worlds season <sighs> two was utterly fantastic, with one of the most fun episodes of star trek that they have made you can mean one of two episodes (laughs) in in the lower decks crossover episode specifically is the most fun i've had in star trek with in a Uh, long time i have watched it two more times since we have done the episode on it i love Uh, this episode it's so good it's so good 
Um, and see, production on season three strike was over production is back on they have already started production on season three so we're gonna at least get that and i cannot wait because that show is fantastic it, it really is like i the reason i felt like not hesitant to get into it was just i didn't like the conversation always following a backhand to the other trek stuff that was out because one i really love the other trek stuff that is out that said this is some of the best trek that has ever ever been done yeah. it has some of the best direction some of the best character work some of the best acting and and i say that with no slight because everyone who listens to this show drew spe specifically knows i am a discovery stan i love that show i loved and he'll, he'll tell you i loved all three seasons of picard wholeheartedly and at the same time like this this show is like, all right, these are great burgers, but I I want some Kobe beef, you know, like I want some Wagyu steak like I this this stuff the, is the only reason that this show the uh, it, like other shows take heat for this show is just it is so good that it's like it really it makes the other shows look bad just by existing. And it, it pains <laughs> me to admit that because like, again, I am a big fan of Discovery. I'm a big fan of Picard. But this show is legit, possibly the best Star Trek show that's ever been made. We'll, well, see, how, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but like it's on that trajectory. It really is. I think that we have to say we have to add a little asterisk to that statement. It is perhaps the best live action Star Trek that's been made. In, in fair, years. fair. Yeah, because uh, I've got a we'll couple other awards. I got I've, uh, I've got a couple other awards, but I'm going to skip them just to get to uh, the how does this show keep getting better award goes to Star Trek Lower Decks. Just a tremendous show. It's so good. And this season, I don't want to say what happens because I think it because it's such yeah. it's such an earned moment that I it can't is. believe I didn't see it coming that it is it, it was just so fantastic that it well, makes me wonder it, how, like if they hadn't been planning this from day one of making lower decks i i would be shocked because it just so works this, so well. this is this is a great example of like i wish people would shut up and wait because i've seen a lot of complaints about the first two seasons of lower decks and like oh well like we don't know this 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 and this and like one, they have X amount of episodes. They have 20 minutes of animated stuff. They're also a comedy. Like, and this show has been fire since the beginning. Let's let's not like look over that. This show has been fire since season one. Consistently but, doing doing real character work. But this thing does what the best sitcoms do. They trick you into falling in love with their characters so that when something legitimately dramatic happens, it punches you. It full on socks you in the stomach. And this this season of Lower Decks, I mean, you can tell this is this has been building up for a while. And I think they did a tremendous job. I agree with you where I'm like, oh, yeah, I spoke too soon because like Lower Decks. Very few shows make me as happy as watching Lower Decks. Does. I, I got the Lower Decks uh, 
compendium book that they released uh, that they announced mm. back in the summer. It's mm-hmm. sitting up. It's sitting upstairs right now. But I haven't even opened the package on it because I keep getting distracted by other other like real life important stuff today uh, that I I I raced down here to do a podcast with you instead of going to get it and reading it. So, uh, but uh, th- no, it's 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 but, one of the best shows on television. It's not just a good Star Trek show; it's a great show, and it's it's a show that got uh, that gets heat from some fans, not me, because I love it. Uh, that for being overly referential to past Star Treks, which to me they always they've always hit the balance of that so yeah, well like, that it just it's, it it's exactly what I want personally. Um, Again, but some people just need to shut up. But this show, this show, this season gave us two things. It's it's now cemented itself into the into the pantheon to where the show is now referencing moments of its own past mm-hmm. and its own bits uh, in, in, in ways that work really well. Um, and it gave us that and it gave us Moopsie. Uh, so. So. Like, Star Trek Lower Decks rules. The fact that they haven't put a stuff. We have watched the Moopsie stuff so many times. The, the <laughs> fact that they have not put a Moopsie stuffed animal out yet. Insane. Is insane. insane. It's insane. They just did the uh, one. They, they had they, their team. It was someone to do uh, T-shirt drops for each episode. The the moment the Moopsie shirt dropped, sold out. Uh, and you can't get it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actively angry because that would have been a great Christmas gift. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, no, this this house is Moopsie strong. Um. We, we love Moopsie. <laughs> All right. So, Miles, we've talked a lot about TV. Um, yeah. Just want to say Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is also on my list. It's a great show. Go watch it. We did a whole episode so on I, it. I, so I, I legitimately I did not do one for that because I thought you were going to. Yeah. Um, uh, we also did a full episode on it. So, like, so I feel like we don't need to. Why- we don't the same need reason to, why there's no yeah. worry for spider-man 2 i i just we did a whole episode on it like we loved it you can hear it scott pilgrim one of my favorite things that i experienced all year round you can listen to our episode on it um do you uh, want to shift to movies or video games oh, let's do movies let's do movies okay i'm gonna start with i can't believe it's not trash and that award goes to Dungeons and dragons honor amongst thieves uh, because you know that that movie it, weirdly it gets two awards because it also gives oh. the is there a better cast film award <laughs> seriously so this was a movie i was optimistic about because of its cast and because you know it looked fun but at the same time like i've been tricked before i have seen more than one live action Dungeons and dragons movie yes there are more than one um, uve bolded one don't forget no, that was uh, in the defense of the king or whatever. Oh, it was Dungeon Dragons. Siege. Is that Dungeon Siege? Yeah, yeah, Dungeon Siege. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I saw the one with like Marlon Wayans and Jeremy London and Thora Birch. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. Um, so I mean, I was cautiously opt- cautiously optimistic, but I I still wasn't expecting this to be as good as it was, and it's possibly the best adaptation of a tabletop role-playing game you could possibly make. Yes, until the Cosmic Crit movie gets made, this is right. the... the No, but this movie, it 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 handled... The cast was so good and so mm-hmm. charming. Every single one of them owned every moment of screen time that they were I on. Mean, also, you have you have Captain Kirk himself as, as the main 
character, the bard. Yeah, and Chris Pine. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, no, but Chris Pine is. Chris Pine. I mean, he, Chris Pine as a D&D bard is best Chris, best Chris, best Chris, best Chris. Um, that the, the movie is hilarious. It is moving. It is so much fun and it feels like. Like D&D shenanigans. And when I say yes. that, it's like Miles and I have 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 a, have put our foot into the tabletop role playing waters for quite a few years now. Yes. And when like just something go when somebody rolls a natural one on something and you have to roll with that in the story, that is what happens in this movie and it just works so yes. well. There, there are so many things that feels like a party wing it that like especially if you've ever played one you're like, "Oh, this hits." And to the degree of like there's also GM stuff where like Oh, you have to create a character. Oh, uh, his name is uh, Jonathan. Jonathan like, is the best. <laughs> it's it is it is it is god tier nonsense. It, it, it's it was the big like, surprise for me this year. It was so good. Uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is utterly fantastic, and uh, everyone should see it. Uh, it's yeah. really, really, it's, really it's, good. It's legit. One of the like it's in my top ten. I think it got eked out of the. Well, let me double check on my letterbox. It might still be in my top five because um, uh, some recent movies have have which I didn't make one because they're not nerdy movies. Um, have might have eked it out. Uh, so it is currently at OK, it's at, it's at number nine right now. My top ten for the year. Um, it's it's a it's a great movie. Uh, this has been a good year for movies. Do you have more or do I need to keep on going with my movies oh i have i have some more i have some more okay. i, I okay, have great. i have the how can it possibly beat the original award goes oh, to is... spider-man across the spider-verse good That's why i didn't make one for this one good <laughs> I lord knew, I knew you were gonna hit this one it was um, so good it was exceptional how they could take every like how you could make have into the spider-verse which is my favorite superhero movie it, it's not just my favorite it's the best superhero movie that they have made and how you could make a movie that just is better and it's so good and i can't wait it's, to see how the the trilogy wraps up because yeah no, i mean the, the, my only problem with it it was like they didn't allow me to buy a ticket for the sequel immediately after exactly like, exactly i it's it's uh, gorgeous. It's extremely well acted. It's uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya as uh, Spider Punk is just it is the he best has owned the character because like people liked the aesthetic of the comic book character, but it wasn't until Daniel Kaluuya who like was excited because he was like oh I get to speak with my natural accent. Yeah, yeah, and and just there are moments in that movie where you think they're setting up this sort of like either love triangle or rivalry or whatever and that is immediately thrown away and it's just it's, I, you, I love ugh. that so much because i hate love triangles oh uh, i will say, god it was so good as a, as a fan of ben riley and miguel i was disappointed that they are not the characters that like i want them to be on screen oh you don't you didn't like, like uh you didn't like andy samberg's uh overacting so, as uh no, as no. Ben so Riley. i love what they were doing I love the gag that he is the nineties, like over dramatic character. I love the gag. I'm a big Scarlet fighter, a Scar uh, Scarlet spider stand. And I'm also a huge fan of Miguel O'Hara. And so like having to see them like on the, the bad guy side for, for all intents and purposes, like kind of bummed me out. 
But like the casting is phenomenal. The story is phenomenal. I'm not going to say that. It's just like, I'm a fan of those spider characters. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, it's, it. it's one of those, it's one of those situations just like, Oh man. Um, cause like I'm a big Scarlet spider guy. Uh, Andrew knows this about me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this this is a phenomenal film. Uh, soundtrack is solid, not as iconic as the first one, I, I would say, like because it, it reuses some stuff. But like, it's still a good score. But like, the soundtrack itself isn't as important. I feel like. Yeah, I I, um, I, I think that's true. There was a lot more licensed music in the first one too, which well, didn't then really... they like they use songs from the first one even in the in the trailer, the "What's Up Danger" song, which is phenomenal. Love the song, but like, I just wanted, I, I was help, hoping for more new from that. But like. No, this is this is my like number two movie of the year. So like, it, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. It's one of the best superhero films ever made. It's one of the best animated films ever made in in that respect because it continues to like play with the medium after the first one. Uh, yeah, no, excellent, excellent choice, Drew. Um, um can I go ahead and do another one? Because I feel like it's yeah, related. go for it, bud. Because uh, after after that, we've got the Take the Baton and Run With It award goes to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I'm so glad that you played this one because I felt like you would. And that's why I didn't, because I adored this movie when I was complaining about the soundtrack in Spider-Verse. This one uses older songs, but does so to perfection. It uses 90s hip hop in a way that just works for the Ninja Turtles in a way that I, I did well, not expect it to. But I but, think it actually really accepted like, oh, wait, the Ninja Turtles are kids from New York and it treats them as kids from New York. And this yes. watercolor style that they play now, with is just perfect. It, it's it's a super fun movie. I I, I don't plot wise i don't love it as much nearly as much as i love the spider-verse movies which but it's it's a it's a little messy there i agree but like it's still but what i what i love about it is that it takes the idea that spider-verse had which is to have its own art style and to actually make something artistic and not just like you know I love i love a lot of the recent disney movies don't get me wrong Encanto is fantastic and it's beautiful but song, the song slap too, and the song slap too was in Kanto this year. No. Okay, good. Cause I didn't give an award to it, but you know, you get an award last year. Probably. I hope well, we, we don't talk about Bruno. So don't worry, <laughs> but, a, but a lot of animation is done with just like very standard cartoon stuff. And I put in quotes, but when you mm -hmm. have stuff like spider verse and mutant mayhem that take that to the next level and actually put a style onto it to where in mutant mayhem when you look at street lights they have like an animated thing on them it's not just a light it's like it, it's it's got an effect to it I, that just feels so it's it feels so cool and good and interesting to look at i feel like i'm watching a comic come into life but it's not even that it's a comic coming to life. It's that it is. It's that you have the art, the the people doing the the art for this movie, and, and framing these shots and doing these things. Um, they care about putting a style to it, and and it's not just well, yeah, this kind I of. Mean, I, I, honestly, I feel the opening trailer for the the Meet Mayhem is possibly the best like example of it, where you have the Del Sol song playing, and like that vibe with that style like that's the movie yeah like there is there is a vibe this movie has 
And I feel like I remember watching this movie. One, kudos to, like to them for like getting actual preteens to play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. And letting them letting them improv off one another, which I is can't, also I can't, phenomenal. I, I can't wait till their voices start changing. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> well, because this is the first time we've actually focused on the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. Like that that was great. Um also Jackie Chan gives an incredibly like like nuanced performance to a splinter. I you know, I was worried about that because I've seen Jackie Chan do roles like this. Like he was uh 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 sensei Wu in the ninja lego ninjago movie and it's like yeah. i feel like at a certain point you just get jackie chan because he's the martial arts guy and so i when i i heard he was announced as splinter i i didn't i didn't love that but he he, he does a really good job and he does I, he does better so than i expected i remember uh from the very beginning like ice cube was like talking up jackie chan's performance like he was like, no one's gonna understand how good Jackie Chan is until they watch this movie, and he he was not wrong. <laughs> and Ice Cube was great in this movie. Like this has got a banger cast. It's one of my favorite turtle stories, honestly. Like I'm a big fan of the uh, Nickelodeon like CGI one, but like this is this is phenomenal. I'm I'm so I'm so stoked that like Paramount is sticking with it. They got an animated series coming up as well as a sequel. Like this was all yeah, with the same cast, movie. which is just really, really fantastic. I'm excited for it. Um, to follow that, I got one. Uh, speaking of mutations, I have the Screonk Award, which goes to Godzilla minus one. Okay, um, Miles, I want. I just want you to know. I know you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, and I've heard so much good stuff about it. Yes. That, I, that, I, that I'm going to put a real hard no spoilers on you right now. I, I'm going to. Uh, all I'm going to say about this is I'm a massive Godzilla fan. I'm a massive Kaiju fan. I have an entire show with our friend Patrick about Kaiju movies. Um, this is one of the best Kaiju movies I've ever seen. It is a phenomenal top five Godzilla film. It is my number one film of the year. It is it's a movie where I would be deeply invested into it, even if Godzilla wasn't involved. That's how well the story is, how, how, how well the story is told. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm personally going like to leave that as it is, because I know you haven't seen it. So I'm not going to talk about like the special effects, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, this movie's amazing. It's still in theaters now. Uh, it's going to be in theaters probably as long as it keeps making money, which it keeps seeming to do so. Um it's the highest grossing live action Japanese film in America of all time, I think now, um, which is pretty wild. So it's, it's an excellent, excellent movie. Um, I highly recommend everyone see it if they can. I, I have one more movie. How many do you have? Left? Uh, I've got, I've got two. You've got two. Okay. Go, go ahead and give me one. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, since we're talking about live action, Japanese films that got, uh, released in the U S this year, uh, the, uh, miles needs to hench himself down and finally watch it. Award goes to Shin Kamen Rider. I know, I know what this is, <laughs> uh, calling me out, man. And I had, I had every intention of watching it this week. <laughs> uh, huh. uh, huh. of course, no, 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 of course. I'm off uh shin common writer is fantastic it's it, it captures the feel of the original 
mid seventies common writer show um, while updating it with new effects and new, which is new stuff. And uh, it's, it's what shit I, Ultraman did I will well. say, I will say you kind of have to be in the right. Like you have to know what you're getting into and that it is going to be directly referencing that and directly in that style. I feel like if you're not ready for that, you might come off thinking it might be a little weird or there might be, you know, some odd, some it's, odd it's stuff. Writers. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I loved it. Um, absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I know I'm, I'm set to watch it. I know we, uh, was Shin Ultraman this year as well? I can't, I, it, that I, last year. I can't remember. It might've been January, which is why it, Shin Ultraman was also fantastic. Yeah. I, I loved Shin Ultraman. Um, all right, so I I do have another movie. Uh, it, it's the Pretty in Pink Award. I'm pretty sure what Drew 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 knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so Miles, I also have an award for this film. Okay, perfect. Uh, the the award that I have for it is the people who really need to see this will refuse to watch it award. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I like so everyone knows uh, Drew the, and I did the, not share our the film. By the well, way. No, is Barbie is Barbie. Uh, we did not share any of our choices before recording, which is unusual. Usually we have a shared document. We didn't do that this year. And like, it's just, it, it's how I, how well I know Drew. This is great. Um, so yeah, Barbie was a masterpiece. It was like, it took all these great lessons from the, the studio musicals of the fifties and sixties or singing in the rains um you're all the rock hudson stuff like it, it took all these amazing lessons from that and injected it into a modern 2023 film that adapts one of the most iconic toys of all time and makes it a timely interesting like phenomenal musical film like i i was blown away by this movie uh, the the fact that the Barbie movie is gonna get Oscar nominations and quite Deserve possibly so. Oscar wins for for things like best picture and best performance. I mean, I I I I gotta imagine. I was talking about this uh, earlier uh, with Krista because I was like, you know, it's a bummer that like you know people have to suffer. In, in, in as their characters to get Oscar nominations, like we have to, like people who suffer, like Brendan Fraser's character in The Whale, like oh, we have to watch someone suffer and act great suffering to think that's worthy of an Oscar. Whereas, like there are amazing comedic performances that don't often get recognized and that that require just as much acting. And I feel like a movie like this is going to highlight that because if Ryan Gosling does not get an Oscar nomination and or win. And if America Ferrera does at least not get a um, nomination for best supporting actress, uh, I will riot. <laughs> I, I, you can't leave out Margot Robbie either. Cause... No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I, I assume that that Barbie is like that's implied. Like Barbie is a movie that when they announced it, I was like, I'm making a Barbie movie. But then when they say, oh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, is directing and writing right. it. It's like, okay, okay, okay. And then Margot Robbie is starring. Okay, and okay. Didn't Noah Baumbach like co-write the script with her? her yes, husband? and they're married, so that makes sense. They are married, and he's a phenomenal filmmaker as well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. They they both have a a, a writing credit. Um, yeah, this movie 
is great. This movie also does something that I have that Spider the first Spider first movie did, and it's bring back the movie soundtrack. Like all the songs on the soundtrack are for the movie. Yeah. And that is something that I very much appreciate, even though this movie is a pseudo new musical. Um also the best Rob Thomas like impression goes to. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a good, what a great that that those whole which moments also, are like, fantastic. That song back into prominence, which is so funny because like a year ago I had this big like MacBooks 20 like revival moment myself. Um no, this this movie is it's smart, it's funny, it's colorful, it's it does everything right. Like honestly, until Spider-Verse and Godzilla came out, this is my number one movie of the year. This movie is a masterpiece. Like my top five since we're we're exiting movies. Uh, are Godzilla minus one, uh, across the Spider Verse, Barbie, the adaptation of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and The Holdovers, which is also excellent. It's, it's not a nerdy movie, but like you should absolutely see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this 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 movie is so good. I am, I can't wait to watch it again. Which uh, is now so, streaming. <laughs> uh, well, it's now streaming on Max. And what you should also do, Miles, is you should watch it with. Uh, it's one of the it's the first one I've ever heard of. I'm sure another movie has done it before that I just didn't know about, but um, it has an American sign language version of the film. It does. Yeah, I saw that, which is just a, a person in the corner signing everything that's going on. That's and so I cool. I've I, we started watching the we started watching the uh, the the movie with it and the the person that they have doing the signing is so good it's so interesting and funny and uh yeah that's awesome uh it's fantastic um barbie who'd have thought um even what when i when billy eilish is on saturday night live last weekend and she sings the song from the movie and i break down in tears because of the saturday night live performance you know they've got something good going on um, well, also, Billy Ash is really good. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, uh, so movies, uh, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> um, so I have I know we have a couple games to get to. Um, I got a couple things on the printed page. I don't um, have any books, many. so go. So go for I, it. I figured. All right. So uh, the hat trick award, because I think this is the third year that this book's gotten it for my favorite comic book goes to nightwing um nightwing continues to be one of the best superhero books and superhero runs of all time uh this is a character defining defining run it is it turns dick grayson into someone you might be familiar with to someone you absolutely love and would die for um it's it's everything this character is supposed to be especially in contrast with batman yes and the the work that Tom Taylor has done as a writer, and there there have been several artists that have worked on it as well, um, is tremendous. I think I think that any comic book fan should have this run of of Nightwing because there is very few characters that have a create i don't say creator own but like a creator that like gets behind a character and and like completely understands them in a way that no one's going to do i've read great nightwing stories i picked up the original chuck dixon stuff when it came out 
And I, I am a I am I, a stan of the Grayson spy era of Nightwing comics. Um, yeah, the, uh, is it Tim Seeley that did those? Uh, Along I with think, Tom King, I think I know. I, you know, I don't remember. I think I, I think it was. Them. I think it was Tim Seeley and Tom King that did that, that co-wrote that book, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. But I'm not going to look it up right now because um, no, we're an hour I mean, into recording and we still have the video game section. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't have too many. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Robin guy, but like this is this is a, a a run that has like I've always liked Nightwing, but I've always liked him in conjunction with his relationship with Tim Drake as like the adopted the, the proper older brother. This takes the character and is like, no, Dick Grayson is what happens if Batman's done right? In, he he in is the, and he is the only legacy character that is allowed to grow and stay grown stay old <laughs> yeah not, no not that, stay but but like no no a hundred percent stay old because uh my boy tammy drake uh has probably been a freshman in college like five times yeah well and i mean we've talked about damien a thousand times but i mean just like nightwing has been allowed to keep his development yes except for when he lost his memory and became rick but we don't talk about that Oh, but th- th- this run does and does in a very hilarious <laughs> in a fantastic, fantastic way. Um, it's 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 still my favorite comic of the year. Like, I mean, and I'm a huge fan of the Power Rangers run, but like this, this is my favorite comic. Um, I have um, the Monster Squad Award. I'm, I'm only going to briefly mention Scareways by Trevor Henderson. I talked about this very much in our Trunk or Treat series where I had read that book that month. Um, it's a great middle grade horror novel. It's very, very much like the Monster Squad with creepy pasta villains. Um, I I cannot recommend it enough. Um, go back and listen to the I think the second week of our Trunk or Treat from this year to get my full thing. I just wanted to give it a shout out. But the multiple multiversal award goes to if you're reading this book, you're in the wrong universe by Jason Pargan. Um, this is the fourth in the john dies at the end series um initially started by the pen name david wong this this book series is one of my favorites uh john dies at the end is one of my favorite books of all time and i had felt by the third book okay we're out of steam that's fine like the the last book was enjoyable but like okay we're putting it to bed and when he announced and released the fourth book i was a little skeptical this actually came out the end of last year and this is one of the best books in the series, like under maybe the second one. Um, this or I'm sorry, under the first one. It's very funny. It's irreverent. If you like. If you like love crafty and stuff with dick jokes, that's that's <laughs> what you're in for. Like if if you like like 2010 crack dot com, that's what you are in for. Like but back when that <laughs> website meant something um that that's what this uh because he used to write for that website that makes Um, sense that makes sense that that's what this series is it's one of my favorite book series of all time and this book brings it back um and at that i am done with the printed page all right so let's oh we're an hour in gang we're gonna try to do this as succinctly as possible i only got three for video games so (laughs) i got a lot for video games so let's get into the 2023 mori video game categories um Starting off, I'll go ahead and throw this one out there. The Who Needs Duolingo Award goes to Resident Evil 4 Remake. Resident Evil 4 is one of the games that I have purchased 
uh maybe the game i have purchased more than any other game more because, than more than seven uh well yeah because they haven't had that many versions of seven no final fantasy seven i know they haven't had that many versions of seven you think i was talking about re7 no i'm not talking about re7 <laughs> i did i did actually no so i bought uh or re4 i bought on the gamecube on the gamecube bought on the wii you didn't buy them ps2 i did buy it on ps2 uh i have uh a version on switch i have a version on ps4 slash ps5 uh, the hd version yeah um i have a uh, a mobile phone version uh that's six right there um it it doesn't work anymore so i can't confirm you know a lot of the stuff about it and there's one more version that i think i have somewhere that i can't remember what it is right now uh, and of course the remake which is uh quite good it is uh quite a good remake it is uh you know using the new resident evil engine uh to do RE everything engine, yeah. the re engine and it looks very good they have updated the dialogue in a way that really works and added a bunch of new stuff it is the right level of difficulty for me uh to to be able to play and you know because again this is one of those games can't play while my kids are awake so you know, if I can't start it playing it until 930 or 10 o'clock at night, you know, that the fact that I could beat it and beat it multiple times and get some of the cool infinite ammo weapons. Um, yeah, loved it. Uh, really loved it. I need to get the separate waste DLC that I haven't gotten it yet. It's only 10 bucks, but I just haven't made the time. Yeah, I haven't picked this one up yet. Uh, I've been slow on the remakes. Uh, I bought two for like $10 last year um i still haven't played the three remake i will probably play four four remake before the three remake because i love four i mean i I like three i think three is a great game but like i i I adore resident evil three i know you're you're a three boy i i recognize love the remake (laughs) well no i did that's the problem i did but i recognize that resident evil three is not resident evil two or resident evil four it's it's its own kind of thing it was not meant to even be resident evil 3 it was meant to be a side story but then when re4 was taking too long but anyway um i i you know i worry that if you go if you play two and then you go to four going back to three is going to feel like a step backwards because it has the in much like the old re games did re4 was a much more action oriented game massive step forward well the good thing is um re4 remake there there are some places that have it set on sale for like 29.99 this week oh great price i am i am sure that re3 is 9.99 somewhere and i will probably purchase that and play that and wait for re4 remake to go down further um i i can't wait to play it i have enjoyed the remakes a lot um re4 is is one of my favorite games of all time it's like it's one of those games where like you kind of always roll your eyes at when someone mentions how good it is but like the thing is it's that good it's a it's a phenomenal game it's one of the best action survival horror games of all time i i can't say like is it one of the best horror games of all time for me no but like it doesn't care about that aspect that's what people confuse about Resident how would Evil. how would Resident argue Evil with always also how, how focused argue? on the i would argue re4 remake brings a little bit more of the horror aspect back into it I'm, and I'm, I'm, i've heard that and i'm excited about that because 
the opening of RE4 is one of my favorite moments in horror games, period. Like, I, it was one of the first times I felt in tune with a character because, like, there was a time where, like, you open the window, you see the uh, sack hat with the, the uh, chainsaw, Leon curses. I'm in my my little playroom in 2002. I'm cursing, and like it's the same like you know thing. It's, it's great. I I I love that whole opening village scene of RE4. I think it's one of the best in video games. Period. So I'm I am excited to get to it. Um, my my first video game award is the Midichlorians Off the Scale Award, which goes to Jedi Survivor. Um, this is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. It's a um a Souls light, I would say. Yeah, much like um, the first one. It, it it borrows a lot of from the Souls games, but is not nearly as punishing in a lot of well, ways. Well, it's I mean it's, it's it's a different style of game. It, yeah. it it plays almost like a third person action game, like in a typical Star Wars game. But like, yeah, we're gonna give you Dark Souls rules. Um, but this one does a smarter job. Like one, the story is phenomenal. I love the story of this game. I love the character work in this game. It's, I mean, outside of the stuff they're doing in in the show, it's some of my favorite of the recent stuff. I, I love I love Cal Kestis. I love Marin. I love the supporting cast. And under the first game, they they learned. They gave you additional maps for plants that you have to go to. And each map is like, okay, you have to go here. And there are a couple little cubby holes here and there. But we're going to give you a home planet. And that's where you have to fully open world explore. Yeah. Because the last game tried to kind of have its cake and eat it too. And it really didn't work that well. And, 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 but this game also adds something that was so necessary. Fast travel. Yes. First game didn't have was 100% necessary. First game did not have fast travel and on some of those planets where you're going up and down little elevator cars and things like that and you don't yeah. and you miss which one you're doing it was just annoying. This game still has that stuff but also has fast travel. <laughs> yeah. I I love this game. Um I platinumed the first game. I have not platinumed the second game because there were so many games that came out this year that I just it got lost in the yeah, shuffle just, of, of other there's stuff. There's so much to do in this game. And um, I will go back and do it at some point eventually. Yeah, it's but it's it's an exceptionally so fun game. And I love Cal Kestis. I really want Cameron Monaghan to actively live action play Cal Kestis in something. Um, I love seeing this other end of like there are so many like conversations about well, well if there's another Jedi, like how come it wasn't involved in the the rebellion and all this stuff. This gives a good answer to that, and it's an answer that I absolutely love. Like, because some people are just looking out for their piece of the galaxy and that's okay. And I, I love that. I, I think this is a great star Wars story and it's also a super, super fun game. Like it, it had adaptive gameplay. It was also gameplay that didn't seem super unfair. I think both games just, I think whoever designs these games says, Oh, Darth Vader has to be the most OP thing you fight (laughs) because in both games, Darth well, Vader is the spoiler most for anybody who hasn't I, hasn't played these games, but I mean, but at the same time, it's from that era. Like Darth Vader is the most frustrating thing in both of these games. Like it's even the last battle. No, no, Darth Vader is the most frustrating thing the entire game. Um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
no it, it's just it just is um do, what, what do you got next uh so i've got the uh the clive strives to stay alive award goes to final fantasy 16 final fantasy 16 really? i thought you were lukewarm uh, on that one so i wasn't until i was the thing about final fantasy 16 is that the, the story is really fun and interesting and clive as a character is really really interesting and compelling a lot of people are giving him a hard time about some of the some of the the uh the emotional range that he has, but I think there's a subtlety to it that a lot of people just didn't pay attention to. Um, the only downside to this game is that it's just a hair too long for the battle system to be the way that it is. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard the battle system is actively kind of not great. It's no, the thing is it's really fun. It's actually a good battle system and it's really interesting and engaging. It's just, you have to do so many fights that it's just like okay this was great an hour ago but now i just kind of want to one shot this thing and go to bed but i have to do this whole stagger mechanic cycle thing but i but i gotta say this is the first final fantasy game in a long time that is pure fantasy that's not you know like a sci-fi fantasy hybrid thing that so many Mm -hmm. of them have been and you know again I love science fiction, so I'm a big fan of sci-fi fantasy hybrid things. Um, but it was really kind of refreshing to to see that in this game. I uh, it it has been on sale a lot lately, and it has DLC that has come out. Um, so I don't know. I'm 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 I liked it. I I, I want to say it as a high point of the year of gaming because I feel like it deserves it. Even though at the end, at the end, I was tired of fighting. But I really enjoyed the story that it told. And that that is really important to me. Yeah, it's I haven't gotten to it yet. I haven't got to a lot of this year's games, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, I know a lot of my friends were lukewarm on it um, and they are they are much more, you know, FF. You know, connoisseurs, I guess. Um, I it's it's a game that I will absolutely play when it is probably thirty dollars um it looked really nice i know it was very pretty looking but there's just been a ton of games and you and i both got steam decks this year so i was also like going back and I'm like oh what pc game have i not played yet and what have i not bought yet and that's that's a big thing because i i mean i've been i've been really diving to humble bundles and fanatical and like taking advantage of like oh i have a i got a pc i can take anywhere now <laughs> um and one of the first games I bought for that PC I can take anywhere now gets the Gone Fishing Award. And that goes to Dave the Diver. Uh <laughs> caused some controversy during Jeff Keeley's uh self-aggrandizing the game awards, uh, because it was given uh, a nomination for the best indie game. And they described best indie game as a game that felt like it was indie. And I was like, well. Well, you know, it's That's one of those, opinion. honestly, it's one of those things where, because I, I also bought Dave the Diver on sale at, at your, uh, uh, because you had talked about it so much. Um, I didn't love it as much as you did because I really liked the diving portions, but I got so stressed out in the sushi the restaurant, restaurant portion. portions that I had to stop. But um, well, once you get enough people, like, it's not that stressful. You can get more people to run your restaurant. <sighs> See, I didn't yeah. get that. I didn't get that far. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so you, you can get more people to run your restaurant. So we're like, you don't have to do nothing. But anyway, so this is where I feel kind of dumb because I didn't know the the company behind the game. 
And so if you had just asked me, I would have assumed it was an indie game because it yeah, has yeah. the and feel of an indie of indie games of recent history. Absolutely. And like, there's nothing wrong with like that. Like you, you can feel that way. You can be like, oh, this has an aesthetic like that. That whole game is it's aesthetic. And the thing is, it's backed by a major a major company. That's OK. Like my thing is, like, I don't care that it's not an indie game. It's a great game. And this game like was such a chill game because like, once you earn enough stuff, like you can stay under the sea for like 30 real time minutes and i don't Drew's give me a look so that, that tells me how little like he's like upgrade stuff like you can like legit find a way to stay under the sea for like 30 yeah, minutes i, I was screw around i had what i had one play session that lasted like an hour and a half so i didn't okay get okay so i didn't you haven't even met sea people yet um now, I, i'm aware that the sea people exist because i've met the they're, guy they're that exists, but you haven't actually gone to their village correct correct yeah so there yeah there there's a point where like and that and that's what where the game really starts is like you don't have to care so much about like oh i only have like gosh i, I gotta get i gotta i gotta get going because i only got like two minutes of air and uh i'm gonna get that fish because it costs more um it's it's a phenomenal game it's the way I feel that some people feel about Stardew, like it's it it's it, it was a very relaxing game for me. Like once you get into it, because I understand how it's stressful at first, but once you like start getting into it, like it's a really fun gameplay. Uh, Day of the Diver subverts a lot of stereotypes and like also like exacerbates some. Like you have this one character who like is super into this one idol, and like every time you upgrade something, like he does his little glasses, like the dude in the Evangelion, and like you know <laughs> like fixes uh his little action figure and like goes to work it's it's really funny um it's it's a delightful game i i have spent a lot of time in it and i i get why some people might not love it but this one like it was one of the first games i fell in love with on my steam deck so it's always gonna have a special place in my heart all right um so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of cut cut through a couple of these because uh Okay. Uh, one, uh, I'm going to say the I'll finish it when I'm good and ready award goes to The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I <laughs> I fully I fully recognize that this game is absolutely incredible. 100 percent. Fantastic. The style wise, uh, you know, all of this stuff, I, I have to say I have come to a, a, a realization that the Zelda franchise is my favorite franchise in video gaming of all time. Between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, these these games are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Utterly, utterly fantastic. They're just not what I look for in Zelda games. And they're yes. and they're too open for me to wrap my head around a lot of the time. So. All right. So I want, I want to talk about that a little bit, because so Breath of the Wild, I felt was a very open game. But it had, I feel like if you could put both these games into one thing, it might be what I want, it, at least in one title. Because well, uh, well, Tears of the Kingdom was slightly less open ended because they had more NPCs that would point you where you needed to go. Well, so my problem here, here's my thing. I, I think Tears of the Kingdom is breathtaking. I think it was a very fun experience for me. 
it also felt like very expensive DLC to Breath of the Wild. I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, like even even the story, I was like, okay, like. But here's the thing: Tears of the Kingdom also has some of the best physics mechanics I've seen in the AAA game in ages. Like, it, they, people were doing things that the developers didn't even like clock. There is some genius level stuff that you were able to do in this game, and but it's I all based off stuff. That, game. It's all based off stuff that people were kind of doing on their own in Breath of the Wild, and it's just like it's nice to see that happening. But yeah, but yeah, uh, continue agreeing I, with I, me. I don't want Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild to be the new normal for Zelda games. Um, I love that we have these games. I love exp- I love exploring in this world. I didn't mind the open world aspect of either game, but I feel like if you could put both these games into the same pot and just kind of blend them together, you would have an excellent game by itself as opposed to a excellent game because it was it came first and then like hey here is a great like epilogue hypothesis of like things you could do later because like for me the gameplay aspects that tears of the kingdom ad- added are phenomenal but everything else feels like we didn't think of this in breath of the wild so we're doing another <laughs> which i don't i don't hate that i just it's like i very i, I very I do much I don't because like i i very me, much like the Oh, I go to a dungeon, I get a thing, and that opens up more of the world. And then I go to another dungeon, and I get a thing, and it opens up more so, of the world. I, I low key hate the shrines. I I I don't mind having lots of things to go to, but like I think they're all the same, and they all feel the same. Like, because I mean, here's the thing about Zelda. Like, once upon a time, you had the the Legend of Zelda, you had Zelda to the Adventures of Link, and then you had Link to the Past. Like, you have three very different games doing very different things like we used to be a country like there used to be like a variety because from from leave the past the, the next mainline zelda game ocarina of time which i understand like starts the whole open world conversation but like but well it, but even still the ocarina of time god we could do we could do a month on this by itself ocarina of time and the Zelda and all the Zelda games past that up until Breath of the Wild follow the formula that was set up by Link to the Past. It's why Link to the Past is so important. I disagree. And I I I can tell you I feel that like Wind Waker does its own thing. I can tell you that you are wrong. Wind Waker does the same thing just on water instead of on land. You still you have access to certain things in the world and you go along until you get a new item out of a dungeon that gives you access to different things in the world. (laughs) You can't give it to your favorite game. Like the Zelda two does that too. Like that's a Zelda thing. I mean, you can argue that Zelda one does that because you have to get the raft and all of this stuff. It's just, it's not as, it's not as, you know, well put together. All of those games are very different expressions. Hell, even, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are very different things. And it feels like the difference between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, as much fun as they are as individual things. If I had never played Breath of the Wild, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is a mind-blowing experience. And, like, it's a gorgeous experience. It's a it's a high-quality game. I can't say it's not. I mean, the whole build like, mechanic in Tears of the Kingdom is 
is a thing that Breath of the Wild, like it's built on the back of Breath of the Wild, but they they couldn't have built that in Breath of the Wild. They didn't know no, that no, they, they could do that. That's thing. the thing. That that build a mechanic is what makes Tears of the Kingdom the game. Is it like if you could put those two together, like you'd have something because everything else in Tears of the Kingdom, like it's not bad. Like, I mean, I love the game. Like it's a good experience, but it also the entire time I feel like I'm feel like I'm playing like, okay, I'm I'm playing like a mod of the game I played five years ago. I just don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. But anyway, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a thing. We could spend an hour on this miles and we need to, we need to keep going. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to say uh, I apologize that we don't have awards for Spider-Man 2 because we did a whole episode on it. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Go play it. Um, I also don't have an it, award. It gets, it gets the Venom Vember award. <laughs> yeah. I, I also don't have an award for uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I know a lot of people love Baldur's Gate 3. What I, I have played, it. what I have played of Baldur's Gate 3 is fantastic, but I have played so little of Baldur's Gate 3 that I feel like the only thing I could give it is I'm going to save scum until the end of time. And I feel like that is not uh, like I haven't even made it to the goblin camp in act one. I'm very, very early in Baldur's Gate three. Um, it's great. It's really good up to that point. And I know it gets great later. I just haven't had time to really dive into it. Um, so a couple, a couple of others uh, that I got here. Um, the karaoke tears award goes to like a dragon guy, the man who erased his name. I haven't played it. Is it good stuff? I finished it this morning. Uh, I, in fact, I had to I had to turn off the console in the middle of the final uh, uh, FMV cutscene because I had to go to work. <laughs> and, oh. uh, uh, I this game was great. It is a more traditional Yakuza game in that it's like the beat 'em up style and not the JR the JRPG turn based RPG that the games are becoming which I love that. Don't get the, me wrong. The one game that's happened. Well, but the, the, but the sequel's coming out in February. Yeah. So doesn't exist yet. So no, it does because know. there's a demo of the game that you can play at the no, end. It doesn't of exist yet. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but what I loved about this game is that it was, it was everything I wanted want out of the Yakuza games, but in a tighter, shorter package. Because these games can get really big and really long with a lot of extra side stuff and stuff like that. And this was just a much tighter package. And it gave me appreciation for the character of Kiryu that because I started the games with Seven and Ichiban, uh, I didn't know Kiryu that well. And I got... Have you not played Zero at all before? I played some of Zero, but I didn't play Zero until after I finished uh, uh, Seven. Oh, okay. Um, And... uh. Uh, and this game takes place in the same place that uh, a portion of zero takes place in, um, which is uh, really interesting because that's what the, all the Yakuza games do. They have the same locations, but you get to see them in different eras and different things. It's really fun. Um, I, I this franchise is one that I wish I had the decades it would take me to get through all of these games. Um, oh, dude, me too. Um, so like good. I. I haven't finished yakuza zero because i got caught up doing other games and stuff and then like the idea of going back to it now i'm like i don't know where i am i don't know what i'm doing and and that's that's what frustrates me so much about so many like open world games like that and that, that game's not even that open like you just you're just in like a city block but like 
and I mean, I love Yakuza Zero because it's like it's eighties Yakuza story, which is like my thing. I love that stuff, but I just haven't finished it. Um, I, no, I, I I have every intention to like go through that entire franchise, and I, I probably will like next like do the the Like a Dragon, um, Yakuza Seven, because I've heard so many great things about it. Like, you I, should it looks super fun. You should play that. It's it's so good, and it's a great jumping on point because it's a new main character, and they. Right. I mean, I, I I've played Yakuza games before, but like, yeah, I've I've heard great things about it. Um, my last video game award goes to let's see here. Oh, it's the I cannot tell a lie award, and that goes to Lies of P. Um, this is the uh, South Korean Pinocchio game that is a a Souls like. Um, it is freaking great. <laughs> it, it, like if I've... you like the the FromSoft games. And you want a wild take on the Pinocchio and also it's not a spoiler, but like other things uh, and the tease of other things. Um, Liza P is for you. It's um, I would say maybe not on, on the same par as like maybe a Dark Souls or El- Elden Ring, but certainly I think I would put above Dark Souls 2 and. Uh, yeah, and Dark Souls 3 um this is a phenomenal game um it's it might be a little bit easier than some of the latter dark soul games that doesn't halfway through it doesn't bother me at all (laughs) you'd be elden ring so you'd be fine it the thing about it is like it's a little bit different in some of the learning you have to do um but it's a lot more pattern based i think that even more than elden ring um Except for the the one that I got stuck on before I was moving stuff around and I took out my Xbox, which it's on Game Pass, so that's what I was playing it on. So I put it back into, but I got stuck on this one boss that was like, oh no, you none of your moves work. You have to like do this whole that rigmarole, and I'm like, I don't feel like doing that right now. <laughs> um, like it's like you have to do it because like they can parry everything you do, and I'm like, I, I I'm good. Um, but this game is great um some people have called it the timothy chalamet simulator because uh pinocchio looks well like timothy chalamet um it's a really really fun game it's inventive there are very cool twists on geppetto and different ideas from pinocchio and i mean yeah pinocchio souls like i laughed when i first saw the trailer when it first came out i was like yeah that's that's gonna be like a dead in the water it's one of the best games of the year it's phenomenal <laughs> uh well, well my my last game award uh it's the uh it's the just like i remembered it award perfect super mario rpg remake oh yeah that uh what a what a tremendous remake it feels just it feels perfect. It it looks and feels like like your memory of that thing is. Yeah. Um, it it's it's so good, and they've reorchestrated all the music. But you can then throw in the original music. They've done a few script changes and a few enemy name changes, but it, that doesn't that's not really a big deal. It it's it is the charming weirdo offshoot JRPG Super Mario game that you never thought you needed. And I I loved it and I I continue to love it. It it's what I wanted it to be, just this like 
perfect copy this enhanced version of this thing that i remember so well from the 90s like that's one that's of the first awesome. jrpgs that i that taught me how to play jrpgs like yeah i know that was my experience with the that game as well um i haven't bought the new one yet but i i've heard i mean superlative things about it like if you love the game then this is for you and i'm like awesome because um it's not a game that i can wait for a sale because nintendo doesn't really do sales like it, it might go ten dollars cheaper that's about it um, you might so pick it up for I, you might I, pick I, it up for forty at one point, you know. Yeah, if if I'm lucky, if I'm, lucky. if I'm there on the right weekend, but I I am absolutely stoked to pick this one up. It I was so excited when they announced it. I was like, it's about damn time. Um, yeah, I it's one of those things like, oh, this is this is a Switch must have. Like I I have to get this game, and I'm I'm excited to play it. It is a game that's making me realize that my Switch is old because when it kicks on the fan starts going and it does not the fan stop starts a pumping um i that's i mean i think one of the things looking forward to 2024 i i would expect a switch to announce of some sort and it better be a switch too like i don't want any new nintendo rigmarole like i yeah. want just a more powerful switch nintendo don't don't pull a fast one on us and do some weird random new thing the switch rules and you got to stop stop not yeah, doing that it, it, it's so good that like valve copied you with their steam deck like exactly it's, it's exactly. perfect like it is the perfect console it really is um uh, miles uh we're done talking about se- tv series books comics movies and games yeah. um i have one more award for the year of 2023 okay so i uh you know, you know this, Miles, because you have talked to me personally, but this is not something that a lot of folks out there in the universe know about me yet. Um, I encountered something for the first time um, after not, you know, not disliking the concept, just 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 not really getting it and then falling so deeply in love with it that it has taken over a large portion of my life. Um, so uh, I live in the Atlanta area. Um I say I live in Atlanta because it's easy to say that, but I live in the, I live in the Burps. Um, in Cobb. Area? Yeah, don't don't out don't don't uh, don't dox me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, uh, uh out. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, so uh, my family and I went to our first Atlanta United football club game this year uh this summer after you know the the team's been around for a few years and uh you know they've they've won a championship and we've talked we've talked about going and we just we finally did it and we fell so deeply in love with the experience that uh we it's it's we think about it so often the mls draft was today where well, I've been getting text messages from my wife about it while it's been going on while I've been down here recording. We're obsessed. Um, I've never been obsessed with a sport before. It's, this is, it's absolutely it's, true. It's like, the, the, the makes one of me and Mike, when we talk about football or some like that, and now you are in the weeds. It, I'm, I'm like, I knew I, I knew I had a problem when I, st- when I knew player names and, uh, like when I could look at a person on the field and oh, Brooks Lennon, get get your get your head in the game. 
Brooks Lennon's head is always in the game. He's a very good player, but uh, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's something that I've never really experienced before. I've never really gotten it. And there was something about the magic. Unless of, it's March Madness and the Waffer Terrors are doing better than they're supposed to be. <laughs> but even then they choked in the first game. Uh, there was that one year they made it to like, like the third round. I think they made it the second round. Anyway, no, 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 there was one year they made it the third round. I was like, oh, we were all thinking Cinderella story. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that, <laughs> but uh, I was. But uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I uh, it's it's a new world for me, um, and it's an it's a world that is going to impact uh the Morty Nerd recording in next in twenty twenty four as I can sometimes not record on the days that we normally record. So apologize <laughs> in advance. Yeah, we for we actually uh, might be like rethinking what days these episodes are released as a result uh not necessarily the result of that but like we're i I know you said you have a lot of things coming up that may gel with the recording time so we're Uh, we may change from wednesday dates to later in the week there's a lot of tuesday uh atlanta united games and uh yeah you know This is why I wish we lived closer together because I think I could make you a wrestling fan. Um, and I, oh man, um, no, I, I'm excited for you though. Like I was excited when Atlanta got their their MLS team because you know I'm I'm always excited because I I'm, I'm in between states. Like I've I've always been like I have to root for the Georgia team or the North Carolina team. Uh, Charlotte has a team now. Um, uh, yeah, Charlotte's team. They just got a new head coach by the name of Dean Smith. Which yeah, is absolutely which, uh, wild. Yeah, for for any North Carolina fans who know the name Dean Smith, that 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 could be interesting. My mom, um, went, my mom went to UNC, so when they announced that that uh, Charlotte's I went new coach to Dean is, Smith's basketball camp, yeah, I met Dean Smith. Um, uh, this is the most we've ever talked about sports on the show, and it feels weird, but in a good it's way. Fine. Um, um so so yeah if there's any mls fans out there drop me a line i uh am willing to to talk about stuff i need a western conference team to follow tyler's trying to get our, our friend tyler from the cosmic Crit podcast yeah, you have a team to is, follow is trying like, to get me to follow the to do it the portland the, the portland timbers but the portland timbers aren't very good right now so you know we'll see we'll see what happens okay okay that will so you sound like a fair with a fan right there <laughs> <laughs> like you, you look, I'm a I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. We are two and like eleven. Like we are hey, garbage this year. The Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons uh this past yeah, weekend. Nine to seven. Nine to brag. seven in a well what a in brag. a well when when uh, a bad team loses to the worst team in the league, it's pretty bad. Um anyway, uh sports, I guess, is a thing that we're gonna talk about in 2024. What a weird thing, but you can be nerdy about sports when you know Miles it can be you know I mean, when, fantasy football was basically D and D like yeah, but Miles the, do you know what I saw on TikTok the other day? No. I saw on the NFL TikTok that I just happened to come across NFL players they were holding up anime characters on images in front of them and they were trying to identify the anime characters. And do you know how many they got wrong miles? None. none. They got none yeah. wrong. No, a lot of those guys are huge anime fans. We, we gotta, we gotta open the doors, man. We got, Dude, we, we gotta all come together over our nerdy stuff. Jarrell was a huge nerd. Like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we love you guys. Uh, 
this has been a good year. Yeah, this, for a lot this of is stuff. a weird finish for our, our Maury's episode. Yeah, um, I just wanted you, to. You had to bring up the 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 Atlanta team. I, I they, yeah, they've get, they've got uh, like I bought season tickets. I like that's how wild I got. I know you did. I I know you no, did. You don't know when I did though. I've got into the season ticket lottery on the way home from my first game. I think you texted me. I, well, I'm telling them you didn't knew that. I I'm telling them. Ah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So turn. So it turns out I love soccer and I love uh, I love watching it. And um, so, yeah, um, it's a great sport. Something new to be nerdy about in 2024, gang. That's that's what it says. Yeah. Speaking of 2024, we have not set January yet. Uh, we are going to take the Christmas break to uh, recalibrate what we're going to do for the new year. Um, and I'm actually really excited about it. I think uh, this year we were super, super heavy on two spe- specific deep dives. I, I think this year we're going to focus a little bit more on some themes. Um, we, we'll probably still have a deep dive, but certainly not an entire summer long dive or a three month dive like Lupin was. Um, although don't regret either. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, we're going to have a, a really fun 2024 planned out for everyone. And uh, I'm definitely aiming to make Drew uh, experience some things he hasn't done yet. So I've, I've been trying to get to him for years. So. I, I'm I'm excited about this next year. Yeah, and if there is anything that you guys think we should cover or want us to cover, tell us. You know, there are ways yeah, to get absolutely. Like, we don't do the whole weekly challenge thing anymore. But if you have like an idea for a, a theme or something for a month, we are absolutely going to do it. I mean, and you our, know what? Our Ultraman, our Ultraman dive came from a fan. So absolutely. And you know what? Old school Mariner r- r- rules apply. Tell us why you love it. Cheap is good. Free is better. And it needs to be something we can do at least in a week or a month, depending. Um, I'm down to exceptional challenges for sure. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like to, to reach out to us, you can find us at the which is all of our episodes going back 12 years, 12 years of doing this show. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash the more you nerd. You can find us on various social media sites that have uh, direct messaging at the more you nerd things like Twitter or blue sky at the more you nerd. And of course you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. Of course, we also have another show that miles and I are on, which is a Starfinder uh, live action role play game. Uh, which is a sci-fi fantasy uh, tabletop RPG by the Paizo company. It's a very fun game. You can listen to all our, our former co-host Patrick is the GM of that show. Uh, and, uh, and all of our friends are there. Uh, but we also have a discord associated with that, that we carve out a little, the more you nerd portion of. So go to cosmic.com, join our discord, and then talk to me and miles all day. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so agreed. With that, gang, we are going to end the year 2023, as we always do, with a rousing nerd nerd out to nerd for y'all.